0: support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com.
1: Everyone in the community ends up having the same items because you walk into Target and there's one option for Hanukkah pajamas or one option for wrapping paper or gift bags or, or anything.
0: I had my own kids. I had four kids, and I thought, "Oh God, I gotta go do Hanukkah in all their classrooms
2: now, too." <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler, and I'm Jessica Hinken. And today on the podcast, Hanukkah heroines, not Hanukkah heroine. Nope, no plural. And this week on female, the podcast, feminine. Two stories about repping Hanukkah. In the land of Christmas, this first story told by Shira uh, was shared last year at
3: Everyman Theater for our holiday show, and she just knocked it out of the park. Yeah,
2: that was amazing. In fact, the second story, Janelle, you found out about Shira through Janelle, did you not? Okay. All right. So these are some two badass women. Take a listen
3: to Shira's holiday story.
2: My story starts
1: a few weeks ago. I was in Target a store I frequent, um, much to my husband's dismay. Um, and I'm in Target, and I'm walking around, I'm looking for the Hanukkah display. I'm looking for some Hanukkah wrapping paper, and I pass a few aisles of Christmas decorations and Christmas paper goods and wrapping paper and bags, and I get to the little end cap of Hanukkah items, and I see no wrapping paper in, like, one, one Hanukkah bag with a dreidel on it. Um, And I'm standing there kind of contemplating what I'm going to do. Am I going to go look for just plain blue wrapping paper? Am I going to go wander other aisles and just make an excuse to go shopping? Um, And I'm standing there and I overhear two, um, two Target employees talking. And I don't often eavesdrop, but it sounded interesting. And I hear this young woman talking about her grandmother and how much she missed living near her grandmother. And she's just talking about how she feels like she took advantage of or didn't take enough advantage of the time that she lived near her grandmother. And now that she's not living near her anymore, she really misses it. And the day before, my grandmother had actually just left Baltimore from a week-long visit for the first time in three and a half years since June of 2019, pre-COVID. And I had been feeling very, very emotional about uh, her trip. I pretty much cried every day for a week, spending time with her and getting her, you know, getting to have her read to my kids and spend time with my kids. And it was a very, very emotional trip. She gave me some very sentimental jewelry from my, that my grandfather had given to her and it was really lovely. So I am just sitting here listening to this story and I for some reason felt this strange connection to this young girl and I felt like I needed to just say something. And while most people who know me will say, no, that's not like you at all. Um, it is not normally like me to just jump into random people's conversation, but I just felt it. Um, so I said something, and I said, you know, I, I totally relate to what you're saying. My grandmother just left. It was such a special visit, and I, I really I get what you're saying. And we just start talking and just kind of just bonding a little bit. Um, and, the, and then I asked them about the Hanukkah wrapping paper. They had one row left in the back, and I got it. Um and then um so so then the, the gentleman next to her uh looks at me and says, you know, can I ask you a question? And my like Orthodox Jewish radars went up and I'm like, this is gonna be a Jew question. Like this is like, I'm always like the skirt in the room, and okay, this is gonna be one of those questions. Um and to my surprise, it was a Jewish-related question, but a really different one. Um and he, he looks at me and he was like, What can we do to better serve the Jewish community? and i was like what <laughs> that is so nice um some of you might know in recent news it has not been great um and really with all the recent anti-semitism this was just such a like special moment and i felt so honored to be a part of it and we got to talking and i said um you know obviously we're specifically talking about Target and what they wanted to do. And, um, and I said, you know, like, let's start with Hanukkah. And we're, we're standing there in the store. And I said, like, we started counting one, two, three, four, 15 aisles of Christmas items. And then we have, like, four two-foot shelves of Hanukkah items. Um, and I kind of just got to talking about what people in our community do and how we're really no different than anybody who celebrates Christmas. I often, like, joke to my husband about how we're very lucky that we don't celebrate Christmas because if we did, we would be dead broke. Like, not even a joke. I, a few weeks ago, said, said to him, you know, we need to get the storage room key, and we got to break out our Hanukkah bins. And he's like, bins? Like, with an S at the end? We have multiple Hanukkah bins? I'm like, we do. We do. Um, So, we break out the Hanukkah bins, and I go through it every year. My kids now have eight nights of Hanukkah pajamas matching. I'm very, very <laughs> proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, It's very exciting. And um, so... <laughs> um, so, I get to talking about the, thing, the different things that we do. Um, and I, and you know, I showed him on my phone, I showed him, uh, I have an entryway table in, in, my, in my entryway. Um, and I showed him at my Thanksgiving display and my Hanukkah display every year and the different things we do. I said, like, we're really no different. We love decorating our houses, we go all out. Um, but there's really very little to choose from. And often it's really random, like, oi to the world. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with Hanukkah or Happy Holidays. Like, also no clue what that has to do with Hanukkah. But that's that's what we get. Um, And so we just got to talking that. Like, really, it's it. It comes down to you know two major things: Um, quantity. Like, there's just not a lot to choose from, um, and variety. And everyone in the community ends up having the same items because you walk into Target and there's one option for Hanukkah pajamas or one option for wrapping paper or gift bags or or anything. Um, And he was like, you know, that's so interesting and. And then I said to him, you know, I had just been at the local Jewish supermarket, which has a whole holiday aisle. um, And I told him that I showed him a few pictures. I I had actually weirdly taken pictures as I'm walking down the Hanukkah aisle um, because I wanted to pace myself and not just buy everything I saw at first sight because I have multiple bins. And I probably had most of it, but I was going to see it in the store and it was glittery and fun and I was going to buy it. But I decided to pace myself. So I actually took pictures as I'm walking down the aisle Um, and I showed him all the pictures and I said, you know, everything. And he stops me at like paper goods. Um, and he's like, oh, like party items. And I was like, yeah, we eat. Like, um, and I said like, there's eight nights of Hanukkah. That's eight parties we're going to. Every night there's something going on and everybody uses paper goods. No one's doing all those dishes. Um, so you, know, he, you could see his mind like wondering, like, oh, this is like a whole, whole opportunity of different things. Um, you know, I said to him, I would be so happy to sit down with you and talk to you about what does the Jewish calendar look like? Where, where do the holidays fall out? And what is relevant at different times? For example, at Hanukkah, that is not when we need matzo ball mix. That's a Passover <laughs> item. Um, and it's ironic because Manischewitz, the company that makes the matzo ball mix, also makes potato pancake mix. And for some reason, the potato pancake mix, the Hanukkah item, is not out at Hanukkah. Uh, so we just got to talking about the different things that could be featured. Um, and we exchanged numbers. I had I texted him these pictures so that he could look through and, and see what the different options were. Um, and then I left. I posted it on social media. Everyone just all my friends, everyone just got really excited about the idea that there was going to be some potential about expanding, that we might be meeting, and this is this was a very exciting thing. Um, fast forward to <clears throat> less than a week later, and I'm back at Target, um, and I'm walking through the aisles filling my cart with things I don't actually need, um, and I run into Kevin, the store director, um, and I'm, Kevin, how's it going? And he's like, hey, how's it going? And he introduces me to this guy, and he's like, this is the guest that I was telling you about. And I'm like, Um, and I say to him, like, that's okay. So He's like, we've been talking about you all week. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just tell you, when I got home from the first visit, I, if I say I put together like a presentation for target, I'd be, I would be exaggerating, but I was spending a lot of time thinking about this. And my husband was like, slow down. Like you're not the next CEO of target. You don't need to go buying a red polo shirt. Like relax. Um, but apparently, maybe I need to quit my job. Just kidding. Um, I love my job. Um, so, you know, he introduces me to this guy. And, and, you know, we're talking about it. He's like, we're really, really excited about it. And then he brings me over to uh, a different aisle uh, next to all the Christmas stuff. And he was like, I don't know if you noticed, but we added another Hanukkah end cap. And it was still an end cap, but I must say, like, less than a week later, he had gone out to wherever he purchased his items from, and he had purchased new and different Hanukkah items. Um, Right? Thank you. (laughs) Um, New and different Hanukkah items, and, you know, he said to me, uh, you know, holidays are obviously a very crazy time, but we really, really want to sit down with you, Um, and we have a meeting for the second week of January, and we're going to be talking about the expansion of the Jewish products at Target, and I am really, really looking forward to seeing where it's going, and might just go buy myself a red polo.
3: <laughs>
2: Man, I just love that she just took she was large and in charge except she's super tiny and in charge. Well, and so she told the story last year. Now we're coming up on Hanukkah for this year. Now I wonder I wonder if the target manager and she have been able to cook up some What did you call it? NCAP, some NCAP decorations. I'm sure that they have. And visibility. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break and we'll be back with another Hanukkah heroines story.
0: Support for WYPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc md.org.
3: All right, this next story is from Janelle Diamond. She has in, an incredibly tight knit, lovely family, um, four kids. And I just love that even with a big family, she wants even more people in her mm-hmm. house. I think that's, you probably just give in to that once you have two, more than two kids, right? You're just going to be okay with just, just like you with your pets. Yes, with and my Yeah,
2: pets. 5,000 pets. <laughs>
3: I have a lot of pets. Yeah. I'm not ashamed
2: to admit it. (laughs) All right. Take a listen to Janelle's story. Forcing Hanukkah
0: on my friends is my superpower. Um, I came about it organically. Um, My parents would come to my classroom and my sister's classroom in elementary school and um, cook up potato latkes and tell the story of Hanukkah. And bring dreidels, and um, I did make them stop once I finished elementary school. But for all those years, um, every December, there they were, and um, and it was great. I was a school with not many other Jewish kids, and um, I always felt really special that they would come in and do that. Um, when I had my own apartment. I started having Hanukkah parties there where I'd invite my friends to come and eat potato latkes and light menorahs and, um, you know, celebrate my holiday. Um, And then I had my own kids. I had four kids. And I thought, oh, God, I got to go do Hanukkah in all their classrooms now, too. (laughs) And in like one, there was one period where all four of them were in elementary school. And twins in separate classes, and I just remember, like, running between classrooms with my bulk dreidels and um, <laughs> story, and, um, and it was wonderful. And the kids would see me in the hall and say, you know, are you coming to do Hanukkah in the classroom? And, you know, every year, you know, it would get to the point where my kids' classmates could tell me the story of Hanukkah. And, you know, I'd ask them like, what do you think you put on potato lakas? And, you know, they'd say like ice cream and, you know, all sorts of, you know, crazy things. And I, when I would say like, no, it's sour cream, they'd be like, what? <laughs> sour cream? Um... But it was just one of my most favorite things was getting to talk to people who don't celebrate Hanukkah about Hanukkah. Um, And so then I thought, like, well, what's next? And so obviously it was like opening up our house for Hanukkah. Um, And so we started just inviting people to come on. Luckily, we've got like eight nights to, uh, to get everyone in. And so I said to my husband, like, let's have every night be an open house. And he was like, no. (laughs) So we got it down, like, to four nights. And people would just show up, and he would fry latkes, and we would, like, light the menorahs. And, you know, if it was early on, like, you know, we'd, like, let people light it and then blow it out and let new people light it. Um, And we'd have dreidels and... It was just like the most amazing thing. Um, And then COVID hit, and that year I was just so sad. I couldn't go into the classrooms. We couldn't have people in our house. And so I put dreidels on my front porch and gelt and directions for how to play, and I posted it out on Facebook, and so many of those kids from the elementary school came by and picked up their, their dreidel that year. And then the next year, uh, 2021, it still didn't feel quite safe to, like, pack our house full. So we set up a table in our front yard, and, I mean, our dead-end street was just full of cars, and our whole yard was filled with people, most not Jewish, who wanted to come and celebrate Hanukkah with our family. Um, And then we have this year, and obviously there's been a whole lot of anti-Semitism this year. And, um, you know, I send my kids to Sunday school with, like, a lump in my throat, you know, a synagogue with security guards and evacuation plans and drills. And I think, like, what, what can I do? So I open my house again. And, um, you know, we picked two nights this year to welcome people, you're all invited, um, <laughs> to come to come and light our menorahs. And I've realized that the best thing in this dark time is just to bring as much light as possible. So that's it.
2: Well, you know, I'm only half Jewish, but boy, do I love latkes. Yeah, I really do. And in fact, we, we make them, at non-holiday times of the year, so it's like a hash brown. It's more pancakey. It's it's halfway between a pancake and a hash. Well, people make them a lot of different ways. Some people they really are like hash browns, and others are more like pancakes. Yeah, I think it's that kind of thing where like you have the way you do it. You know, the what? way I do it is open a box and add the water, stir it up, and put it on a griddle. Where do you get your mix from? Oh, it's just, it's in the grocery store. It's like Manischewitz potato pancakes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Get a little applesauce, a little sour cream. Yeah, I like anything with sour cream. Me too. Really. Any excuse to just eat sour cream. Really, it is so dang good. It's great. (gasps)
3: Uh, Aaron, my husband, doesn't like anything that combines sweet and savory. So for the past 20 years, that has been my lot in life of... That's wrong. Yeah. I have to do that on, on the DL.
2: Okay, back to Janelle and her story rather than her love for sour cream. Um, yeah, I love the stories because it's about bounty. It's about generosity and openness and bounty, and there's something that feels truly celebratory about that.
3: And that's a good description of Janelle. Yeah, for She's sure. She's like, just like a person who celebrates life.
2: Big fans of the Janelle Diamond over here. And Shira, who's taking on Target. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Visit stoopstorytelling.com to learn about upcoming shows and um, listen to stories. Thank you to Maureen Harvey for producing the podcast. And we will be back here with more stories very soon.